Okay, well, let's, um, let's dive in. Let's make a start. And uh, it's coming. You better believe it. It's coming. So December's here, and uh, we're in a season called Advent. And uh, I give you permission to put up your decorations now that it's December. Okay? <laughs> And if you put up your decorations in November, you can come forwards for prayer afterwards. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's so funny. Um, Chantel makes that similar point, and uh, our children just uh, don't they just copy all the bad stuff in us as well as the good stuff, right? So I hear our own children going, "Look at those decorations. This is back in November. Look at those decorations. That's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous." And I'm thinking. <laughs> That shouldn't tell. That shouldn't tell. Whilst we're on the subject, that shouldn't tell. I wasn't going to share this, but may as well. Um, so Advent is here, and uh, our three children have Advent calendars, and they're nice ones. They've been bought by the grandparents. They're made by Cadbury's, so there's nice chocolate and all this. And on, the, I think it was the second of December, Chantel just threw away a throwaway remark at home. I'd really like an Advent calendar. And I was like, lodge that one there. Here's an opportunity to earn some brownie points. And, uh, and needless to say, I don't buy gifts very often at all because I am probably the world's worst man at buying gifts. And thankfully for Chantel, of the five love languages, if you've ever read that book, gifts is not her thing. Um, so I think happy days, yeah, we advent calendar, that'll be nice. So no expense spared, pound land, um, near, near the offices. Walk in, I'm like, oh my goodness, where do I even begin? Where's the advent calendars? They're over there, mate, just around the corner, da-di-da. Great. We've got the options. Thomas the Tank Engine, <laughs> Simpsons, and um, I can't remember the last one. Peppa Pig, something like that. Have you been there too? Do you get them all late as well? You bought them for next year, hoping the chocolate will be good. So, uh, so anyway, we're there, I'm thinking, oh, flip me there. So we went for the Simpsons, and uh, so that was it. And uh, I was all excited. <laughs> Honestly, this is so stupid. <laughs> I was I'm thinking, she's going to love it. I actually remembered I heard one of those subliminal messages that's communicated. I've picked it up. I've gone and I've bought it. Anyway, it turns out the chocolate's stinking, and the chocolates are too small. Can you believe that? It was 75p in the pound shop. <laughs> I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> So, uh, needless to say, it's the last present I'm ever buying. But anyway, we're, we're in, we're in, oh, really, really. You know. Don't make those vows, don't make those vows. That's an ungodly vow. Break it now in the name of Jesus. So, Advent, we're in Advent. It's the coming, it's the coming. And that's what it means. Advent means coming or longing for. And it's in this period as we're kind of counting those days by and we're opening the windows and we're taking the chocolates out. And it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's like two weeks to go left at school or two weeks to go or whatever it is in, in your workplace. And it's coming, there's this building, there's this excitement. And I remember as a child that, saying that, that phrase, I can't wait for Christmas. And that kind of diminishes, doesn't it, I guess, with age. But there's that longing, that expectancy. And I, I guess this morning, as we approach Christmas... We want to focus our attention. That's what we're going to do today, next day, and next week, and then obviously the week after. We're going to focus our attention on, of course, Jesus and the early story, the baby Jesus. But in this process, it reminds us, Advent reminds us that there's a longing 
for all things to be made right, for all things to be made new. And where there is sickness, where there is sadness, where there is brokenness, where there's walls that have been built up which need to come down, where there's things that just in our lives, in the here and the now, the tension that we live in of the kingdom now and the kingdom not yet, we, uh, we just hold as the people of Jesus, the people of hope, that we would long for the day when he returns again and all things would be made new and all things would be made right. It's this longing and it's sown into the hearts of us as his people um, in uh, our Advent. As we approach that day, that time when Jesus, baby Jesus, Emmanuel comes. Uh, we're going to use, uh, we're going to see a two minute video clip. We've used this before, maybe a couple of years ago. Some of you may have seen it. And it really uh, addresses uh, Advent in a really healthy way, I think, for us, uh, for us to focus our attention on Christmas. I hope it works. Here we go. And uh, so we, we've uh, signed up to this thing called Advent Conspiracy. I'd encourage you, if you've never seen it, uh, type it in, Google it later, Advent Conspiracy. They have loads of ideas, loads of thoughts to really get you thinking. We want to unpack those four things that they talk about there. Uh, firstly, to worship fully, to spend less, to give more, and to love all. And this week we want to look at the first and the fourth by... Uh, as we approach uh, Christmas, this period of Advent, that we would worship fully. And then lastly, the fourth one, to love all. And then we'll take the next two uh, next week. And we pick up a story from one of the, uh, for me, it's probably the fame, my, my favorite kind of Christmas story. It's of the shepherds. We're in Luke chapter 2. We're going to uh, read through a very familiar passage to us. And then we're going to unpack a few things. So uh, hopefully we'll get there. We're Luke chapter 2, we're verse 8, and uh, here we go. And there were shepherds, and they were living out in the fields nearby, nearby to Bethlehem. And uh, they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Christmas is our time. Millions and millions of people worldwide this Christmas will celebrate Christmas. They'll celebrate it by spending a fortune and doing this and drinking and eating and all the rest. And it is just part and parcel of our calendar. Part and parcel of the world calendar, which is absolutely wonderful. But it is our season for those of us who know the person of Jesus I just thought it was so amazing here listening to those two stories. It's just like 
such a profound and deep, deep effect. And I'm thinking, that's caused by baby Jesus born into, into obscurity and all, all of that, all the story. And that, that baby that grew up fully God and fully human. And because of him and because of who he is, transforms people's lives. This is our season. And uh, to quote the cheesy thing, we know the reason for the season. And uh, this part of our story. It's part of it. And we pick it up there, uh, the most uh, profound thing. These shepherds who travel and wander around uh, across the landscape with their livestock, with their, with, their, with their sheep. They're out in the fields nearby, minding their own business. Picture it. Because so often we can read these stories, can't we? We go, oh yeah, we know that one. Oh, that's very nice. And that's all, you know, they, they sit kind of in the left, in behind Mary and Joseph in the nativity set that we've got up on the mantelpiece. And they're there and the wise men there are kind of over there. But let's dial in, just imagine these fellas that are out there in the fields, maybe there's a fire lit, maybe they're, they're, they're chatting away and they're, I don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're doing. But they're just there minding their own business when suddenly, when at that moment, an angel of the Lord rocks up in a heavenly host. And we kind of have this picture, don't we, in our heads of this being being up, elevated, like levitating above them and this, whatever it might be. And we think, but we don't know what it was like. Nonetheless, a heavenly being, a messenger from God has been sent. And these fellows are like, oh, have we had much, too much to drink here? Or what, what's going on? And this angel of the Lord speaks to uh, the shepherds out there and says, do not be afraid. That's quite reassuring because they were terrified. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Don't be afraid. And when God shows up in our lives, I would encourage us not to be afraid. To just go with it. To trust him. Um, and the other thing is that so many times God just suddenly turns up in our lives. Almost when we least expect it. If I'm really honest with you this morning, I was kind of coming thinking, oh yeah, I, there's that feeling that some of us are probably getting to. We're nearly there, we're nearly there, we're, count, we're nearly there. <gasps> just come away. And I just kind of thought, oh yeah, it's another Sunday. And I kind of almost felt sort of rebuked. It's like, it's not just another Sunday. This is another time when the us lot get together. We get to go before the throne again. And Who's to say God won't just show up this morning into individuals' lives when you least expect it, when you're not even asking for it? The shepherds weren't asking God, oh, God, we really need you. Come, come, come. They were just out there minding their own business when suddenly, those suddenly moments that break in uh, to our lives. I love that God chose the shepherds. Love it. It's just so God, right? The shepherds, they were the, the outcasts, the lowly, the lowly people. They were the first visitors to go see baby Jesus. 
God the Father sends the messenger to the lowly folks. My boy's been born. My boy's been born. You need to go see him. He's over there. When Sam, our firstborn, was born, and we're up at the Royal Victoria, you know, family and close friends, they're the ones that came to see us and get to see baby Sam. God, Jesus, shepherds. Wasn't that wasn't the 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 there was the shepherds, the ordinary people. It speaks so much of what God's like. He steps from heaven to earth, and they're the first people that go. Now, as they're having that conversation, God decides to send a few more angels. Sending the cavalry is a few more. Suddenly, a great company. We have no idea, but that's a lot. We assume, or maybe a few, who knows? Company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. We've two things here. The angels join with the angel that's speaking, and two things are said. First, glory to God in the highest. Second, on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. As we worship fully this Advent, this Christmas, we are joining with the heavenly hosts, singing or proclaiming glory to God in the highest. These guys, they're out with their sheep and the angels come. The Savior has been born in some back street place, lying in the cows or some other animal's feeding trough, which we have this nice name for as a manger. The Son of God lying there in the straw or whatever with the smells and whatever's going on. And the angels come, glory, glory to God in heaven and peace to earth in the here and the now. This this Christmas, his gift to us is peace, is peace. Uh, Christmas cards, we don't kind of send them as much these days anymore. Um, You know, if you do, they range from the Simpsons kind of Christmas cards to the whatever. And I remember my mum always had a bit of a thing about Christmas cards. She liked religious ones. Uh, or she liked ones, you know what I mean, had to at least have a camel on it or a star or something like that. Maybe a Bible verse would be, would be a real uh, a bonus. Um, but often on the religious, on the, you know what I mean, um, Christmas card, they often speak about peace, don't they? Peace. And the gift... Uh, to what does it say? Peace to those on whom his favor rests. And again, if we believe and we trust and we know in the person of Jesus, and we have given our yes to him, and we've said, yes, come enter my life and take control of my life, we have the ability to receive his peace, regardless of circumstance regardless of what is going on in our lives we could be facing all kinds of things in our lives right now whole manner of things in our lives right now and in amongst it he comes to bring peace 
Remember the story? The waves are crashing in on the boat. The disciples are in the boat and Jesus is asleep. It's like, God, wake up, wake up. Do you not see? It's like, it calms the storm. When you're in the storm, you want Jesus in your boat, right? Because he comes to bring peace. And so this Christmas, I know Christmas is an interesting time for some people. I know that can be a painful time. I know that uh, family members and all the rest and everything goes on. It cannot, it often is far from a peaceful experience. But nonetheless, we have the opportunity if we would just go before our Father and say, come in amongst the storm, I receive your peace. It's what he offers to us. It's what he gives to us. I love that the shepherds responded to the messenger. The messenger had come with an invitation and the shepherds responded to the invitation. The RSVP they gave was they stood up and they chose to walk in the direction of which they had been told the Son of God would be. They say, let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The shepherds respond to his invitation. And my encouragement to you this year, this Christmas, if you're not yet a Christian, if you don't know Jesus, is to respond to that invitation. And, and it's an encouragement. Those of us who, who know, you know this stuff, you know the person of Jesus, is again, is to be prayerfully consider who is in your life right now. They're just showing sight. They're just interested in you and they're interested in, in what you're about. Is to be prayerfully considering them. And, and in many ways, like the angels, that you are their messenger, that you are the one that invites, says, come meet a man I know. Come meet this guy. Transform your life so much. This Christmas, we want to encourage you to worship fully. And I'd encourage you to take time to read through the Christmas story. Go to the four Gospels. Go to the beginning of the four Gospels and just read the stories again. Well-known stories that you know, but look at them and prayerfully consider with fresh eyes. God, just speak to me again uh, through this. Um, I'd hope to have booklets here for you, which I'd invite, which I'd uh, 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 placed an order, but they haven't arrived. That's a conversation I'm going to have with uh, Vineyard Church's uh, records which I uh, placed an order, but nonetheless, we'll have them next week. They'll be, uh, they were a pound, but uh, for you, they'll be 75p next week. <laughs> With some small chocolates. <laughs> you know, take some time, read the Gospels, and read the, read the end of the story too. You know, read the, read the baby Jesus stuff, but go to the cross as well. It's not Easter, right? But go to the whole picture and really dial in this year. Get the, get the I'm sure there's Christmas version reading stuff on you version or whatever. 
Um, surround yourselves. Come to the Christmas things. And uh, I forgot to mention this. I'm so glad I've got it in my notes here. We're going carol singing. Our worship life group. Uh, we are brave. I tell you what, we are way out there. We are radical. It is unbelievable. We are going carol singing in Tesco's uh, in two Wednesdays time. Uh, we have another practice this Wednesday down at the venue at nine o'clock, which you are invited to, everyone. Please come. Please come. <laughs> it's desperate. We're kind of, we're, we're kind of, and it's not desperate. The girls are great, actually. Um, me and Simon aren't too bad as well. As for Burger, I don't know. Burger, <laughs> we're coming up with names. What was our best name? Burger and the, can you remember? But that was, oh, the Burger and the Hot Chickens or something like that. I think he was more interested in going to the, the chicken rack and the, getting the, hoping that they were going to be on sale by the time we got there. Uh, but anyway, enough of that. So the following Wednesday, I think it's the 16th, we are going, we'll get the front foyer, we've been given permission, we're not just going to barge our way in there. We're, we're, we're something Christmassy, and uh, the only thing I've got is red trainers. And then I thought, that would mean I'd need a stand at the front to see my things. But so uh, I'm, Anyway, so please, come, if you can sing, even if you can't sing, just be like a dummy singer and open your mouth like a few times to hark the herald and all that. And you really don't need to practice. They're all the, the old favorites, right? So please get there. Why am I telling you that? It's just to plug that. I can't really remember. Anyway, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. That would be really helpful. 8 o'clock. At, n- <laughs> yeah, at night. Thanks, dear. Um, this is going horribly wrong. Band, get ready. You're coming up to lead worship to rescue me in a minute. Love all. This thing, I kind of said this. So... The peace that we've received, let's give it away. Let's, let's love all. And again, this Christmas time, just consider those family people, the, the neighbours around. Be brave and invite them around for drinks. Be brave and go across the road or some. Be brave. Go, go to the Christmas party and be salt and light in that, in the, at that uh, event. Be love. Spend time. Visit Visit the elderly, visit hospitals, visit people in prison, visit. Go give it away, go share. Uh, as we've been talking about the last few weeks in terms of Jesus sending the 12 and the 72. But go, go give it away, go give ourselves away uh, relationally to people at Christmas as well. It's a great season. It's our season, right? Let's, uh, let's not redeem it. Uh, let's let's yeah redeem it. Let's get away from the the all the stuff. Let's move away from the stuff. Let's get to the what it's really about. But celebrate as well. Are we good to go? Great stuff. Why don't we stand together? We're going to sing, and then we're going to pray.